Welcome to the Freedom to Coach podcast with Gemma and Makala. We're both coaches and entrepreneurs, passionate about teaching you how to set up and run your coaching business, create more time and manage your mind. Because you're changing the world one mind at a time. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Freedom to Coach podcast, the podcast for coaches who want to create more time and freedom in their business. It's Makala with you today, and I'm really excited to introduce you to my special guest, certified master coach and coach instructor, Nikki Hammond. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Nikki, you've been coaching for a while and you call yourself a coach's coach, which is why I thought it would be great to have you on the podcast. So could you start with just telling us a bit about who you are and what it is you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, so hi, everyone. My name is Nikki. I live in Sydney, Australia um, with my family. And I decided to become a coach because I wanted to work from home. And I've always been the kind of person who helps others. And I didn't think at first that I was going to be coaching coaches. I kind of fell into that. So I, I did um, start working with mums. And once I got certified as a master coach, I ended up teaching. I ended up working as a coach um, instructor. And through that process, I just learned so much uh, about the learning process that coaches go through in order to uh, become coaches. And I love doing that work. And people started to come to me to be one-on-one -on -one clients with me. And I, I, be, I was a coach as well as a mentor. So I brought all of the amazing mindset coaching tools that we, we use. And on top of that, because of my experience teaching and working with so many coaches and understanding their mindset journey, as well as their learning journey, journey I sort of became a mentor as well. And I think that's how I, I fell into working with coaches. And now I love it. So I'm working one-to-one -one with coaches um, to do that work. And I've recently just started a course. So this is, I'm right in the middle of a beta course, which means that it's a little bit messy, but I've got 24 people doing the course with me and they're learning. I say they're learning how to take their coaching to the next level in their unique way. So at the same time as teaching new techniques about how to deepen the exploration in a coaching conversation, how to help clients embody new ways of thinking, like that's what I, I love teaching. I'm also giving the coaches ways to implement and to embrace their own style, their own way of coaching. So that's what I do now. Awesome. So what did you do before you became a coach? Ah, well, I, I spent a lot of time working in the multicultural sector. So I, I initially studied interior design and then it was a double degree. It had international studies. So I love languages and I love culture. And I never, ever worked in interior design at all. I sort of thought like when I was younger, I was like, oh, it's so um, like, you know, such a glamorous industry. And I just ended up working as a volunteer in a place called Redfern in Sydney, where there are lots of young um, Aboriginal kids who used to visit this, this place called PCYC. And so I, I just became obsessed with um, like 
language and culture and, and kind of community work. So I worked as multicultural community development officer in quite a few different um, councils. That's kind of what I did, but I didn't, I, I didn't know whether I really had a career. It's a career that has limitations. Like you, like you can only sort of work yeah, it, it, in council, there aren't very many positions which go beyond like um, doing those act, um, events and stuff, which is really fun. Yeah. So just come back to something that you mentioned yeah. um, up front where you said that you started off working with mums and yeah. now you're, um, you work with coaches. I, this is just something I really wanted to talk about because I... Um, have a lot of contact with brand new coaches and niche finding a niche is something that people get really I've discovered that people get really caught up in doing like and even to the point where it holds them back from actually starting a coaching business so as a coach's coach working with coaches what have you got to say on the whole idea of you know finding a niche and making that a big thing before you actually get started in practicing as a coach? I tell people that if you don't have a niche, don't worry about it. So it really doesn't matter. I don't know what you teach. I'm interested to hear what you teach as well. But I basically think that when we speak from the heart and when we come to, um, if, we, if, if the idea is in order to create a business where we have clients is to communicate to communicate who we are and what we do and how we can help people. And when we're communicating from the heart, we believe in ourselves that we can help someone create change. And if we're willing to share our own experiences about how we've done that for ourselves, it resonates. And I use this story where I was working because I've had so many niches. Yep. I, like I, and, you know, I started with expat mums, like the cultural piece and realized that it didn't, it didn't work. And I got some feedback on that. And then I went and I, as a master coach, I was actually getting coached. Um, I don't know, you know who I'm talking about, but by my, my teacher, Brooke Castillo, and I came up with idea after idea. She vetoed every single idea of niche. And she said to me, no, go. At one point she said, as a passing comment, even Nikki could work in weight loss because I had nothing to do with weight loss. And so I ended up choosing to go into weight loss. So I worked for a whole year as a weight loss coach, which went against almost every grain of my being. Mm -hmm. And what I want to say as an example is like during that time, I wrote one post in a Facebook group that had absolutely nothing to do with weight loss. It was about people pleasing. And so, and, and from that one post of me talking from the heart about my experience, like I got so many people reaching out to say, can you, can you like tell me what you do? Can you, you know, can I get on the phone and do a consult call with you? So I really, I personally think it doesn't matter if you don't have a niche every post that you make, even when you start out, is like speaking on a topic and to someone. And when you're in that energy of like, I can help you come and speak to me, I think it resonates. What, what do you think? Do you think people have to have a niche? I agree completely with everything mm. that you just said. I think that a niche isn't, I think that a niche isn't something you decide on. It's something you find your way to. So, you know, like you said, you just had that one post that was just you speaking about something that was really important to you and that resonated with you. 
and it just it's it develops like I mean you can pick a niche and start in it but I don't know anyone who 12 months two years later is still in the same niche that they started with yeah and I think that's a beautiful uh, mindset for new coaches to be in which is like to think that they are in one step of this journey so mm. no matter what it is if it's business if it's learning the skills of coaching is it show up and you can and what you're doing like you could think how you're presenting it what you're offering is perfect in this moment and there's more and there's more That's you it. have the capacity to help people in this moment and you know what you're going to get even better at it yeah yeah, no, I agree. It's, you know, pick something and get started, but then just be open to where it goes and what happens. And, you know, like you said, with the feedback that you got from your initial niche, initial yeah. niche, yes, take that and let that help you develop into yes. whatever it might be. And I think that mindset makes it so much less scary because instead of saying like, okay, this is it. This is the big like answer. Here it is forever. It's like, no, it's just an answer for now. And if you want to come back and tweak it in a month or two months or half a year, whatever it is, because those nuances of like who you become and the wording that you change and like the shifts that you make along the way, that is the process for you to articulate who you are so you can find your perfect clients. Yes. And the perfect clients are listening to your voice, listening to your words, and you're going to be opening up that door every time you tweak it a little bit more to suit who you are to those perfect people who are going to walk in the door and love everything you have to offer and already understand like what you're offering. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So... I want to get onto a topic that we spoke about um, a bit previously. So as we all know, we as coaches work in an unregulated industry, which can cause some issues when it comes to trust and safety for our clients and for what we do. And, you know, you and I have spoken about ways in which we can as individual coaches show up and step up in our practices to help lift our industry. Um, so would you mind sharing some of those thoughts and your opinions? Um, the reason I pick on you about this is because you're one of the few people I have actually heard speak out about this. And I just, I love what you say and where you come from, like with the niche thing. It's, I just, I think it's a really important thing that I would like the coaches, particularly the new coaches listening to this podcast to, to get a feel for. Yeah. I think that as coaches, we operate in our industry as both a coach and a client. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting to see it from both perspectives. And, and I think that keeping both perspectives in mind, so when we keep our perspective as a client in mind, we can also that can also inform us about how we want to operate as a coach. And I think that there are the things that we can we can do is I think like you know, to be an a person of integrity is show up with honesty and show up with transparency. And um, I think really importantly is to be open to feedback. Mm. So as a coach, to be open to feedback. And then, and in that way, what I think if we come to coaching with the intention to do good and also in mind, like, to not also have the intention to not do harm mm. and 
to continually just be checking in with ourselves. Like I think that's an ethical approach. And one, I think that it's not enough for us to just check in with ourselves. I think some of the ways that coaching has been taught creates a kind of silo. You know, you're responsible for your own feelings and thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. But I think we can, we can be nuanced about that and say, yes, and when we show up, we do affect other people around us. So as a coach, we also want to just be mindful of the relationships and the way that we're operating. I think we can take into account that there is a power dynamic between a coach and a client mm. and that as a coach, people come to us and sort of we do have a power in that people think that we have something to teach them, something that they're willing to learn from us. And so we can, we can approach that mindfully and be responsible about the power that we wield and the way that we can affect people and just think about the effect that we're having on others. And I don't want to say that in a place that where people are like really fearful or, um, you know, it's, it's just like planting that seed. And just along the way, like if we want to be coaches who are ethical, just like make sure we're doing good and not harm and being open to a conversation. I think because of that, power dynamic being open to feedback might not just mean like oh yeah I'm open to feedback I mean I think there are some coaches who maybe aren't open to feedback and I and I and I and I want to invite you your business is going to get better like you are going to be able to respond more to your clients needs um, the people who come to your course if, the, if you're getting feedback are going to be the word of mouth because you're you know responding to those clients needs you're going to create a better business from that um, there are clients, so there are coaches who aren't listening to feedback. And I just want to encourage more people to, to make space for it. Making space for it because of that power dynamic might actually look like an invitation. It might say, can you please give me some feedback? Or here is a way one of my clients said to me, oh, Nikki, could you, could you let us give you feedback anonymously? I was like, yes, great idea. Like I need a Google sheet, you know, the Google questionnaire where people can give me back without actually telling me their name so I can get as honest as possible and a reflection of that as clients as well as like why don't we create a tr more transparent industry where we can share honest feedback with each other yes and so I don't think necessarily that means we go out onto our platforms and we tell people but what if I, I come to you as as a peer and I say to you can you give me I, heard, I saw that you worked with these people could you tell me honestly what that was like and so then if we're promoting people who we truly like have had good experiences with, it means that we're elevating like the, the whole coaching industry. I think there are some coaches out there who are just very good at marketing and maybe the substance isn't there. And we want to lift our, 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 our industry so that when people come into our, the programs, when we get coaching as clients, that level of what we're receiving is worth every cent that we're paying you know like we're yeah. getting value and so the more that we can propagate that as a community and lift each other up the people who are you know there are people who aren't making money who are amazing coaches lift, let's lift them up let's let's make sure that the coaches who aren't acting ethically and not being like put into the limelight because they've got a big personality or really good at marketing if they're not providing the substance like let's have a conversation about that too yeah, absolutely. Um, there were two things particularly that you said there that I'd like to just 
go on a bit further with. So in my opinion, at least, business and coaching are just um, like there's a process of learning. It's like you should always be learning, especially as a business owner, full stop. Running a business is just learning. It's learning new things and learning from your mistakes and applying new things. And and we talk about, about you know, being a coach is running a business. So it's the same thing. The same thing should apply. As you learn and as you grow, then bring those lessons back and improve and evolve from all of that. So I think that was a really good point that you make. And I love... Um, the things that you say around collaboration, like collaborating with other coaches, doing things with your peers, getting the feedback. That's, I think that's, um, you know, going through the certification process and we go through that as a cohort and we have to do peer coaching and provide that feedback. I think that it's really valuable to then create a situation for ourselves where we can continue that after certification has finished so that we can continue to grow and learn as a coach because for a lot of us once we achieve certification then we don't have a an opportunity to receive feedback from others and I guess in a way is is that the sort of um where your practice is aimed being a coach's coach is that sort of the yeah, it is. It so is. And what's really interesting is like over time, what I've realized that ongoing relationship is so important. So even though I, like, you know, I have a six month program and what I've realized from doing that is like, I've kept in contact with those people and we do have kind of like monthly or like bi-monthly check-ins. And what I'm actually doing in this course now is really similar. And what you'll notice is in other industries, you, you do supervision where people with more experience are there to answer questions because we're not supposed to have all the answers, even though sometimes we feel so solo and we're answering all those things. And sometimes the safety within coaching is like having those conversations with peers, people with different experiences, so you can inform like how to respond to sensitive situations because sometimes that comes yes. up in coaching. Yeah. And so what one of the things that I want to do, and I do have a, a group for my one-to-one -one clients, but because this is like, I've just started courses, I'm going to put all of my ex-clients into a group, which is a community. So it's a bit like supervision, like I'll be in there and I'll be a leader in there, but also inviting everybody else to come and bring their brilliance and bring their genius and bring their experience because even in this one course that I'm running there's so much experience and inviting those people to offer like I'm not just the teacher I'm there to learn as well I'm there to facilitate and lead a conversation and listening to what those people have to offer is so valuable and everybody is is benefiting every single person in there but if we I see that as a long-term kind of like um, resource as well is that um, you know the supervision being like people with different experiences people with more experience or less experience like coming together and sharing leaning on each other asking questions bringing up conversations like what if there's no right or wrong and this is what happened what other possibilities are there you know what other direction could I go in how can I support this client in a safer way so many so many different conversations we can have yeah yeah that that's really that's 
I really like the idea of that because we, Gemma and I have talked a bit before on the podcast, you know, about the importance of coaches needing coaching. Mm. But I think this kind of takes it a step further. Um, I don't quite know what to call it. But, but yeah, I can, I can definitely see the value of that, having a space. Because you're right, when you look at like psychologists or social workers, all of those kinds of people, even nurses, they have supervision. So they have to come together because I, I spent a lot of years working in the Tasmanian Department of Health. And so they would come together with, you know, a supervisor or they even do peer reviews regularly mm. just to talk about what's come up, what have you struggled with, how can we solve this together. So I think, I think that is a beautiful idea for our industry to, to develop and to work with. So we can learn from each other and from the mistakes. And, you know, so many different people have so many different perspectives because the cohort that I went through certification with, you know, we've got doctors and we've got, we've got a sheriff, you know, we've got all these sorts of different people with all their different experiences. So coming together and having that sort of brains trust. I think that's, that's a really beautiful idea. That's a really beautiful thing. So, Nikki, what are some of the biggest lessons that you have learned running a coaching business? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> um, like off the top of my head, the thing is like honestly perseverance. Like that's probably like the one thing that, you know, I in my history I've had lots of different jobs. I haven't really lasted and in this business, like I've been doing this business now for four years and I have to admit, I love it. Like I love so many aspects of business as well as the coaching. It's like, you know, my dream to do this. Um, but you get knocked down. You get knocked down <laughs> all the time. And there are parts of it. For me, it's technology that I do not like. And, it, you know, I could spend a whole day doing something that some maybe someone else would take 15 minutes to do and I tear my hair out and the perseverance to like just go, no, I really like I'm coming back. I'm going to come back tomorrow. I'm going to try again. I'm going to figure it out. Or maybe I'm not going to do it exactly the way that I, maybe I find another application or program or whatever to get the end result that I want to get. But I think that's something huge. I think um, the personal growth that comes out of being a coach, yeah. so learning what that means in terms, not just growth, I think it's also healing. Like that's what I've, the more work that I do in coaching, the more I realize it's healing. Yes. Um, and so being in the situation where, you know, you can do, every time you coach someone, you, you really like, you offer them something, but you also receive something. Like I really do think that when we coach, we receive. And it's the same in the business, like so much growth around not just the skills that we learn, but who we become in the process, our resiliency, our ability to handle so many different emotions um, and learn so much about ourselves. That's probably the biggest piece I've taken away is self-learning. I think that's what we do is like we learn who we are. Um, I think that my perception of the purpose of what being a coach is has kind of flipped upside down where before I was like, well, I'm going to like be amazing and make money. And, and now it's just like, 
I just love being in it. And this is why I help my, I call it turning inside out. Like it's a process where you realize it's not about those external results anymore. It's about like the process of being in the journey and of like, even in the hard stuff, you're just like, okay, I'm here. This is the reason. This is the purpose yeah. to like get into the nitty gritty and become whoever you're becoming. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Well, my next question was, what is your favorite part about being a coach? Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I actually love getting coaching. Like you say coaches should get coached. That's yeah. my favorite is just experiencing all the different modalities of transformation that are available out there to us. Mm -hmm. And so digging deeper and deeper, recently I just did um, quantum hypnosis um, oh, wow. with Monet Combs, who's also an LCS certified coach, which is out of this world. Like I had a past life regression and I don't even know if I believe in past life regression, but it was amazing. Um, I've done um, breath work um, with Jennifer Cruikshank and in a voice session, like um, it just so much. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, again, it all comes back to learning, learning what else is out there, what other possibilities yeah. exist. Yeah. So what advice would you give to some of our new coaches who are just starting out in business as well as their coaching practice? I would say, I would say that every little step and every little decision that they make and every little piece can build a level of confidence in what they do. And so like when they sink into like acknowledging the power of the simple things. So the power of a question, like a question like why, I always say you could spend an hour with a person with just the question why in your back pocket and change their life. So when you can sink into and acknowledge like how powerful these things are and whether, you know, each little piece where you're like, that was pretty cool. Like, and over and over again, just check in on those little pieces because as they do it, as they're like, no, I'm going to give myself permission to like appreciate who I am, what I'm doing, acknowledge what it's creating in the world, like little piece by piece. And that is how you're going to build confidence in you as a coach and as a business person. So, and I want to say like, as you're doing that, you want to watch out for your expectations. Just watch out for what your expectation is, what it should look like, how good it should be. And just be willing to like kind of question that and let, let those, if you've got really high expectations, yes, you're going to create amazing things. Yes, you're amazing. But if those expectations aren't working for you in that moment and you can just tell yourself like, this is enough, like this is cool. You're doing it. You're in there. It's happening. So I guess that's the piece that you can do that. And, and at the same time, the piece of belief which is holding on to the belief that it's going to, whatever it is that you want to create in the future, like being willing just to open up to the possibility that that is going to happen. Because as long as you believe in it, then you have the motivation to keep going. The minute you just shut that off and said 0% chance that it's going to happen, oh, you're not going to keep going. But as long as you're like, yes, this is going to, this, this is possible. Even if it's just 1% and you grow that belief, you know, by 5%, 10%, 20%, like it's going to keep growing and you're going to keep taking action. But it, that's like two things. And I want to say the third thing. Go for it. 
and then and then the pieces to really sink into like why are you doing this and check it just check whether it's abundant or scarce like if it's it feels like oh I've got to get there like fighting for it like climbing clawing your way to the top of the mountain just check in like that's not going to serve you long term because if you're in it for the long game and and I'm not saying like you can change that necessarily in an instant. I think it's possible that we can change that into instant and be like, oh, I'm enough. I'm exactly right. But if you can't, that's okay. Just notice it and know that it's possible to come to this work abundantly. I'm still doing the work. I'm not always abundant. I'm often like hustling or feeling hustle, but I know that now I can tap myself on the shoulder and say, hey, you're in hustle. Like, oh, okay. I think that I need to prove my worthiness to, to create something. And then the minute I tap myself on the shoulder, I'm like, oh, I, it just feels a little like relief, like a big sigh. Like, oh, I don't have to. Like none of it really, if it doesn't really matter, but you get to make it matter because you want to, so much more fun. So much more fun. <laughs> yes. And I like that, you know, you, as far into your coaching journey as you are, mentioned that you still have that, worthiness you know we it's always there people you start out with it and even you know 10 years or whatever into your journey it's still there it's it's something that we do all experience and yeah it it continues with us but like Nikki said it's fabulous to get to a place where you can realize that and bring yourself back from you know that and sit in your belief and enjoy what you're doing yeah yeah that's brilliant so Nikki this is this is all great advice I'm so so glad I asked you these questions now you have a freebie that you wanted to share with our audience can you tell us a bit about that and where people can find that Oh, yeah. So I have a worksheet which is called how to clean up your mind before a coaching session so it's lots of questions that you can ask yourself um, and then get more clarity around some of the obstacles that are blocking you from showing up as your best coach self. So if anyone wants to get their hands on the freebie, the best place to go is my website. So nikkihammond.com, which is N-I-C-K-Y-H-A-M-O-N-D.com. And um, just just, just get this, you'll see a button, get the the free resource. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And where else can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is Nikki Hammond underscore coaching. And um, you can get the freebie in there as well on my links. Um, and you'll get onto my email list as well. So if you are interested to join uh, one of my courses or learn more about how to work one-to-one with me, you can reach out and just, I'm, I'm open to private messages as well. You can just reach out and ask me. That's fine. Yeah. And I've been on Nikki's list for at least a year now and she has some really good stuff. So I highly recommend getting on her email list. Thank you, Michaela. <laughs> so we'll wrap this episode up. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners? I just want you guys to have fun. <laughs> I think that's the last piece. The last piece I want to walk out with is like sometimes we can be... I, and I did it for a long time, like not appreciating what's, you know, the, the stuff that, that can be enjoyable. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's frustrating. Yes, we're learning new things and we want to pull our hair out. But if you can just look as well for, um, you know, what is it that you're doing? Like what, what impacts you having in the world? Who are you helping? Like 
one of the one of the questions I asked people to do was what's your love story with coaching so that's something that I asked people at the beginning of my course to do is like to write their love story and whenever you're feeling like oh what am I doing here trying to like build this business and to separate from that a little bit and just remember why we got into this business in the first place like and that's heart driven that's really like you know when I think about that I'm just like it Maybe I'm helping different people. I thought I would help mums. Maybe I'm helping different people. But then, but then I just think the work we do is so powerful and profound. And I think that we're teaching people how to be, be leaders. We're teaching people how to um, in, you know, bring the level of consciousness to a higher level in the world, which is making the whole of humanity better like there are things that we're doing you know the things that we can now offer our children because of who we become because of coaching like I'm excited about that and so when we remember that the energy that we can bring to our coaching conversations to our business like it just goes to the next level we just and it's more fun for us yeah <laughs> absolutely that's fantastic I think we're going to leave it there thank you again for your time Nikki thank you so much for having me Michaela this is been an absolute pleasure Thanks for tuning into our podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit subscribe. If you'd like to learn more about how we can give you the freedom to coach, then check out our website, www.freedomtocoach.com.au. Until next time, take care and keep on coaching.